You're listening to Mountain West Voices. I'm Clay Scott. Lorraine Rivers Tucker grew up in a big Irish and French-Canadian family in a cramped shotgun house in a whole neighborhood of similar houses in the section of Anaconda, Montana, known as Goose Town. Nearly everyone around her worked in the copper mining industry. Despite the economic uncertainty she grew up with, Lorraine says there was a sense of solidarity that sustained her community during lean times. I don't know what you pick up when you come in as an outsider, but uh, it's a protective town. They protect each other because they've lost so much and they don't want to lose any more. I think there's a certain stereotype about anybody in Butte or Anaconda or anywhere that works in mines or works in a smelter. They're poor, they're fighters, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're unionized. I mean, that is sort of a class distinction. Lorraine spent hours in the library, partly because it was nearly impossible to find quiet in her crowded house. From an early age, her reading made her aware of global issues of poverty and social justice, and she says she wanted to find a way to have an impact on other lives. When I was a girl, I knew I did not want to stay in Anaconda and raise a family and have a white picket fence. And I knew that I wanted to teach. But when you haven't got any money, I just realized I was not going to do that. I mean, that was not going to happen for me. A turning point for Lorraine came when she was 17 years old. She'd spent the day with her classmates at a sports tournament in another town. She says she liked her friends and her school and Anaconda, but it wasn't enough. We were coming home in the bus. We were seniors. And I thought, you know, I don't want this life. I don't want this life of running to games and, you know, pretending everything is wonderful and whatever. I want to really see what's going on in the world. I want to be part of the world. That's when Lorraine decided to act on something she'd been thinking about since she was 10. She went to Wisconsin and joined a Dominican convent there. She got a good education, she says, culminating in a master's degree. Then she took an assignment that changed her life. She went to Mobile, Alabama to teach in an all-black school. The year was 1962. People are people wherever they live. But when I got there, I had seniors. I was about 24, who were about 20, (laughs) and about twice my size. And the first day of school, one of the kids said to me, Sister, are you prejudiced? And I said, you know, I don't know. I said, you'll have to tell me. You know, you'll have to tell me if that's what you experienced. It was the beginning of the civil rights movement, but Lorraine says it took a while for her to understand the magnitude of what was happening. Even when she was arrested and jailed at a picket line, along with two other nuns, a priest, and dozens of black protesters. Instead, she says, she focused on the day-to-day problems confronting a white teacher of black students in the segregated South. And so we're on a bus, and you have three or four white people and all these black kids you know, hope nobody has to stop and go to the bathroom because <laughs> it's either going to be a place where they, blacks can go to the bathroom or whites can go to the bathroom. Lorraine stayed in Mobile for eight years. I got to watch all of that disappear. That time when you finally get those signs taken down and people can walk downtown. They probably will never go into that white bathroom anyway. They don't want to, but they want to be able to. 
Lorraine is no longer a nun, but she says she's still grateful for the opportunities the convent opened up for her. Go to school, get your education, and then find, find a place that you can make a difference in the world. Find, find what you're here for. You've been listening to Lorraine Rivers Tucker. Mountain West Voices is produced in association with the O'Connor Center for the Rocky Mountain West, a regional studies and public education program of the University of Montana. Additional support was provided by the Greater Montana Foundation. To listen to and download more stories from around the Rocky Mountain West, go to mountainwestvoices.org. I'm Clay Scott.